I'm Sarah Heiner, President of Bottom Line Inc., the number one provider of expert-sourced, expert-vetted, expert advice that empowers your life. I'm thrilled to be talking today to celebrity trainer Joel Harper. Joel has spent the last 20 years developing custom workouts for clients of all types, including Olympic medalists, young kids just learning to appreciate their health, actors preparing for a new role, and business executives desiring increased energy. Joel is the creator of all of the workout chapters and accompanying DVDs in the You book series with Drs. Oz and Roizen, in addition to his own workout DVDs. Joel is also author of Mind Your Body, detailing his unique, multifaceted approach to long-term weight loss and how powerful mindset is the key to an optimally balanced you. His blog, Your Personal Mind-Body Coach, is one of Bottom Line's most popular blogs. Well, you can learn more about Joel and his work at joelharperfitness.com, and you can subscribe to his blog at bottomlineinc.com. So welcome, Joel. Thank you for being here. Thanks for having me on, Sarah. I'm really excited. Okay. So you and I have known each other for a long time, so it's always good to be talking to you. All right. So let's talk about posture and body language, because not only is it important for our the health of our bodies and how we feel, but it sends a huge message to the world and, as you say, to ourselves about our body, our posture sends a message to ourselves. So can you explain, you say in your book, posture and body language sends a message to others and to yourself. Yes, without a doubt. And, I, and people you know, notice it subconsciously and a lot of people notice it consciously when they're speaking to somebody else, if they're centered, if they're grounded. So I get people to do you know, simple things when they come to me that have huge results. And so I can walk you through a few of those right now, which I think would be very beneficial for the audience to see if they have really good posture. We're going to do that. But first, I want to let's like let's help them understand what their bad posture, what message is it, is it sending? Like how, how are they telling people accidentally, even though without trying, if their shoulders are slumped, what are they doing? And what what message is going back to their own brains? Is it insecurity? Is it I'm a failure? Is it I'm afraid? What, what are we accidentally sending to the world? that they're tired, that they're not confident. Uh, you know, a lot of people are worn out and it shows immediately in their posture. And they're, uh, and that makes a huge difference on their mindset. Because if you're doing that over and over again, then it's affecting your mind, it's affecting your words, and it's affecting your energy. You know, and a lot of people look grouchy uh, because of their posture. Uh, they don't, don't look approachable and they don't look inviting. And a lot of people don't want to send those messages off some people, you know, think, oh, you know what, that's the message. I don't want to be approachable, you know, and that's just they've done that over and over again. And then it shows up when it's time for them to feel like, oh, I do want to, you know, have somebody approach me. And they don't realize these bad behavior patterns they've created over and over again. Yeah, I think that we run along in life and you're not even conscious, but you walk past somebody and, you know, you just kind of feel their energy and you can see if they feel closed and they feel down and they pull you down. Or you can feel sometimes you run into somebody and you just want to be with them. Exactly. Yeah. And that's what I get people to do is answer questions to figure out what type of person they are so that they're really um, uh, proactive on being the person that they want to be. And that's where I, it, the posture comes in. Is, is that the posture that you want to have? So I get people to look around at all the people around them and think, hmm, if somebody was looking at me, how do I look? And then when people, you know, get that mirror back, not a, you know, an actual mirror, but a mental mirror, then it kind of gets them to sit up a little straighter, pull their stomach in, drive their shoulders back and pull the top of their head up. And a lot of people, you know, don't take the time to do that. They're just in a pattern and they're trying to get stuff done. 
And a lot of people, when they're trying to get stuff done, they miss out on a lot of opportunities. And then their speaking and actions, you know, fall in place after that. And they come across as grouchy, unpleasant, you know, uh, rushed, anxious. So who's your poster child for terrible posture? Uh, I don't really have any names for it, but a lot of my new clients come in uh, with bad posture and they don't even realize it until I show them a couple of things. And some of them will go, hey, can I borrow your phone? I take a picture of them like, oh my God, I didn't know it was that bad. And when we're exercising, we have to have perfect posture or otherwise it can throw off their shoulders, it can throw off their back, throw off their knees. So I gotta fix that posture immediately so that when we do exercises, their muscles are balanced and not pulling like bungee cords in the wrong direction. All right, well, let me try the other side. Do you have a poster child for great posture? Like who do you think of when you think they've got great posture and they're just, you know, are exuding what they need to exude? Well, all my clients now, because they're all doing great and they're really, I've really, you know, pounded it into their brains over and over again. I'm trying to get, get a picture of somebody focused. so that everyone else can figure out who to who to think of. Like who's, is it Tom <laughs> Cruise? Like, I don't know who it is. Like just not even necessarily one of your clients. I'm just thinking like, who do you see? Then you go, wow, that person has great cost, posture and they're sending out a great message. A lot of actors do that now because they've looked in themselves in the um, on the camera lens and how bad it looks. You know, and they see it over and over again. But what I get all my clients to do is always look above eye level. It makes a huge difference because when you're walking, most people are looking down. So when you look down, your shoulders immediately roll forward. So whenever you're walking, you want to look above eye level. And a lot of people think, oh, I'm going to trip. Well, actually, you're not because you have peripheral vision. So it trains your peripheral vision to work the way it should work so that you don't trip. But when you look straight ahead and above eye level, it makes a huge difference. And it makes a big difference for people who have little kids. I have a lot of clients with little kids and they're always looking down. So, you know, for the little kids, but I get them to look down with their eyes as opposed with their body. You know, it's so funny. I I am a absolute guilty of, of looking down. And I don't know if it's because of the way I've done it forever or because I sit at my desk so long. So I've got, you know, my shoulders are rolled and my head is down. But since I've been reading your book, I've been looking, it is, makes such a difference in my, how my body feels, the, the reduced strain on my neck. I noticed this when I ski, it's coming into ski season, and I would always look down. And when I would look up, I'd ski better. My exactly, without a doubt. Because yeah. it also changes your posture and moves your hips forwards and doesn't roll your back. Mm-hmm. Wow. It's like you're an expert at this stuff. <laughs> what I get people to do is when they're standing at parties is to take their hands and interweave them behind their tailbone. If you have to move your shoulders to do that, then your shoulders are rolled forwards. Ideally, when you're standing with your feet centered and you take your hands behind you, your shoulders shouldn't move at all. They should easily be able to do that. But a lot of people have to adjust their shoulders to do that, and their shoulders are permanently rolled forward. It gets them in the habit of standing up a little straighter. It's just a simple little trick I get everybody to do. And I also get people to do is to look at their feet and make sure they're doing the same thing. It just makes them a little bit more grounded when they feel the ground below them and that one foot's not twisted. So let's say if I'm standing and I bend one leg and not the other one, it kind of throws my hips off. If I do that for 30 minutes here, 30 minutes there, 30 minutes there, then over time, one of my hips is going to be much tighter than the other one. Wow. And needless to say, we're all in the studio here moving our arms behind our back and realizing we are all rolling our shoulders. Yeah, it makes a big difference. And what I also get people to do is take their hands in front of their face 
with their palms facing their face and their pinkies plush together. Then taking those hands and putting them on top of their head and gently dropping their chin towards their chest with just the weight of your arms. When you do that, what it does is it allows you to get rid of the tension in your neck and shoulders. And when you drop your chin and your elbows are flush in front of your face, then you should feel nothing in your shoulders and your neck. If you are feeling something, it means it's too tight and that's pulling into your neck and throwing your neck off on a day-to-day -day basis. So all my clients, I get them to do that with the first thing when they get here because it tells me what's going on with their day. And I'm giving them a number. 10 means they feel it a lot. Zero means they don't feel it at all. And zero means you don't feel it at all and you shouldn't feel it at all. There are certain stretches you shouldn't feel at all. Now that posture stretch right there, you're dropping your chin, you should not feel it all. Your neck should be able to bend that way easily. So I'm trying to decide if I want to ask for the antidote right now or if I want to ask it later on. But go ahead, right now. So is there an antidote to that? You just want to keep doing it on a day-to-day -day basis to get rid of it. And every day is going to be different. And that's what I get everybody to realize is that just because you achieved something yesterday, it may not be achievable today. You could have slept differently. You ate differently. Uh, you know, there's so many different factors that play in that you got to accept what's going on today and really being aware and doing simple things every day to bring it to your forefront of your brain so that you take action on it. So it's so not like that, there's a, a specific stretch or a counter stretch. It's the combination of posture and just as if you're if you've got good posture, then your neck will will somewhat in some ways take care of itself. Exactly. You know, whether you need to stretch more, maybe you need to get a massage, you need to treat yourself to massage, you're dehydrated. A lot of people have back attention is because they're dehydrated and most people don't drink enough water. And that has a huge factor on posture is drinking enough water. And I tell people to take their body weight, cut it in half, and that's how many ounces you should drink every single day. And you also tell them to drink 16 ounces as soon as they get up in the morning. Exactly which is part of that and scattered. And a lot of people are like, oh, if I drink it all morning and you know I get busy in the afternoon, don't drink it, that's still fine, right? No, we're not camels. You have to drink it scattered throughout the day. And if you worked out for an hour, that's another 10 ounces. All right, so let's talk about other, besides rolled shoulders, what are the other, I'll call it worst sins of posture? A lot of people, um, uh, the way they carry themselves when they're standing places and when they're sitting. A lot of people have that great posture when they're standing, but as soon as they sit, they have bad posture and, and, and they throw their hips off. So I just wanna make people be aware of what their pattern is on a day-to-day -day basis when they're sitting at their desk. You wanna mix it up, you wanna do different things and not sit the same way hour after hour. And I get people to put an hourglass on their desk so uh, they can see when an hour's gone by, a lot of people get lost in their work and the next thing they know, they've been sitting there for three hours. So with that hourglass, it just makes them a little bit more accountable for getting up at the end of that hour and walking for at least a minute, two minutes, whether it's to go get more water, well, to take something off their desk and give it to somebody else, just making you know a really concerted effort to not sit for a really long amount of time, to make sure every hour you get up and move around. If you're, you know, one of those people that sits at a desk all day long, and I've, you know, a lot of actors and people who have to sit there and read scripts and do lines, and you know, I get them to kind of move around with their scripts or do it, you know, audio, so they're moving at the same time. How bad is it to cross your legs while you're sitting? Uh, it's not bad, but you don't want to do the same cross over and over again. You want to mix that up and have a different crosses every single time. So alternate your crosses. Alternate crosses, alternate the feet. Make sure you do it symmetrically. 
How about, sh- should I also spend some time, what, what I'll fondly call man spreading in my seat to, to counterbalance my leg crossing? Without a doubt. And you want to cross, you know, like girls cross as well with right leg up and over. So your knees are flush above each other. And then the one like, which I call the airplane stretch with you have uh, your right ankle on top of your left knee and you sit up really straight and gently press that knee down. That's a great stretch to open up your hips if you are sitting a lot. Because a lot of people have one, when they cross their leg over, one knee is higher than the other one. And that shows that their hips are a little bit out of alignment. So that makes sure you do one side a little bit longer than the other one or come back, do one side, do the other side, and then come back and do that tighter side again. But you wanna change your posture all the time, especially if you're on a plane, if you're you know, at the theater, you know, wherever you are, is just to mix it up and not sit doing the same thing over and over again. And now, so just because I love scaring the pants off people a little bit in order to make them really realize that this stuff matters. So besides headaches or back aches, I mean, bad posture can actually also affect their concentration. It'll give them that hump back. Like there's some really bad stuff that happens from your posture. Yes, it's, and it's those repetitive patterns make a huge difference. It's all about being consistent and breaking those patterns so that the patterns and the consistency that you do have is positive uh, and getting rid of the negative ones. And that's what I get my clients to do is to be aware of what they are doing, not what somebody else is doing, but what they are doing and how that they can fix that that's specific for their body type. Right, and to, to be aware that this is the risk. So there's this the thing that we reported on called text neck that is now becoming this increasing challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you tell people? How should people text in this texting heads down, always looking at the phone world? Well, don't do it while you're walking, first of all. I think that's a really bad pattern to create. Uh, and I try to really get my clients to break them of that. And I get them to do it with their eyes as opposed to with their head. So that their eyes are looking down, but they're not tilting their head forwards. And their hands are a little bit higher than usual so that there's not a, you know, that big tilt. And it makes a huge difference. You work your arms more because your hands are a little higher, but you also do not tilting forwards. Your chin slightly up, and you're lo- losing your eyes to drop down as opposed to your whole head. Yeah, I mean, I don't think that people realize, and I'm, I'm not a physics expert, but I remember seeing it's some geometric progression of the force on your neck as you tilt your head forward. Yeah, it's huge. Yeah, it's huge. And I can try to get really people to break that behavior pattern, you know, really quickly. And a lot of people, you know, New York City where I live, people do that walking down the streets. I have one guy that did it and he tripped and he has a huge gash on his leg. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, there's no question. It's dangerous. Yeah. All right. So you started talking before about helping people be aware of their posture. So what are the tips that you, you give people to become aware of their posture? Again, we don't necessarily even realize how poor our posture is. Well, I walk them through, you know, a variety of different stretches, but also whenever you're stretching, you want to make sure that both sides are equal. So if I'm doing a quad stretch, a shoulder stretch, a neck stretch is to give yourself, uh, you know, that number scale of zero to 10. Zero means I don't feel it. 10 means I feel it a lot. So if one side is a four and another side is a six, I did the six first and then I did the four. I need to go back to the six again and ship down so it gets closer to the four. I don't want to go back and do the four again because then it bring the six to a five and the four to a three and I'd still have that balance. So I get people to do is to go back over and over again to try to gradually, and nothing comes quickly, open up that area so that it's equivalent to the other side. 
So are you telling me that when I do stretches, if I'm tense, that means I have bad posture? Or I was, I was trying to figure out what is it, how do people know that they even have past bad posture because they may not be aware of it? Well, I get them to go to a wall, put their back against a wall, and put their butt flush against it, bring their heels about an inch away from the wall, and try to press their back into the wall as much as they can, and everybody's different depending on their butt size, the arch in their back. But ideally, it helps you create your keep your abs active. And when you're doing that, you want to be able to put the back of your head against the wall behind you without your chin lifting. A lot of people can't do it going straight back. They lift their chin up so it throws their neck off because they're, they're so hunched back. So with time, if you do this over and over again, then it helps you aware of you know what is the right posture, but also when you're in that position and it starts to feel comfortable, and it's not, mm, wow, you know, my back muscles are looser than my chest muscles. It's creating that balance in your chest and your back so that they're equal. And then once you're in that position against the wall, I get you to put your hands to your side with your palms facing forwards and walk your hands up the wall above your and back down like it's going into a field goal, like referees do. Going straight up and straight down and doing that 20 times, a lot of people, you know, one side can go easier back than the other one, but ideally that should be really easy. I have, you know, guys come to me here in amazing shape, my clients, and they have a really hard time doing that. And is that, so if they have a hard time, does that mean they have bad posture or they're tight? Combination of both. And when I'm standing against the wall, so if I if my head's against the wall, do I need to think about having my shoulders against the wall as well, or just yep. if my shoulders head... should be back? The neck back of your neck is going to be away from the wall, but you slightly want to tilt your chin so it's straight ahead as opposed to tilt it up. And right. a lot of people slightly tilt their chin up. You want to drop it down so that your eyes are focused straight ahead, and then walk your hands up the wall with a straight line from your middle finger to your elbow with it being parallel to the wall behind you. And do I, is my lower back, will my lower back ever hit that wall? Cause then it- Well, some people's yes, but some people no. It right. depends on your butt size and it depends on the arch in your back. So that's it. That's, that's, it's, it's not good or bad, it's just we're all unique. Does bad posture occur more in the shoulders, in the hips, in the, like, is there a place where bad posture starts? Well, it becomes out of balance mostly, I find, and there's no you know, exact answer, but I find it mostly becomes, comes from people's hips. Their hips are a little bit out of line, and it throws their back off, and then their back bothers them, and then they do stuff with their shoulders and neck to compensate for that because your body kind of zigzags. So if my left hip is tighter, a lot of people will have a right knee issue or a right shoulder issue just because your body always wants to stay in balance because it's you know dealing with gravity. So when it's so it's a question of tightness, not a question of alignment on the hips. Like one a, being combi a combination of both. And cuz some people's hips have one leg longer than the other one, so it throws off their hips. So I with my clients, we, we try to see what their issue is, trying to fix it, you know, according to their body type. But everybody's body is unique. So it's trying to figure out what works best for each person. That's when I ask the questions. It helps, you know, if somebody's doing this at home, it helps them answer their own questions. All right, so let's give them some solutions now. Can we do a couple Joel's favorite posture improvement tricks? Sure. All right, well, hips is, you say hips is the first place. So what's your, your, your Joel Harper hip fix? 
Well, if you want to uh, put your stand, put your feet all the way together. Make Look down and make sure your toes are lined up. Then you want to walk your hands down your legs so that they stop right above your knees or below your knees. It all depends on your arm length. Then you want to look straight down and you want a straight line from the top of your head to your tailbone. It should be parallel to the ground. So basically creating an L with your body. Exactly. The arm's purpose now are brackets, like you had a shelf. Your back is the shelf, and your legs are the wall. So you walk your hands down to wherever you can get that straight line in your back so it's not hunched. Then you want to pull the top of your head away from your tailbone to elongate your spine. Then once you're in this position, using your arms as a bracket, you don't want to let go of them. You want to make sure your back is doing no work. Then when you're in this position, you want to bend your right knee and leave your left leg straight so your right knee drops, which causes your right butt cheek to drop. Hold that stretch for five deep inhales and give it a number, zero to ten. Ideally, you shouldn't feel it at all, but a lot of people feel it at four, five, six, seven. And I'm feeling it in my left hamstring and hip? Exactly. Or some people comes in their back. Everybody's a little different. It depends on your body type. Then you want to switch to the other knee, bend your left knee, drop your left butt cheek. So now the right leg is straight. So now if I was looking at you from behind, your right hip would be higher than your left hip. Take five deep inhales and give that a number. If those numbers are different, it means your hips are slightly out of line. So that means your back is out of line because it's sitting on your hips all day long. Most people have back problems because they have hip imbalance. If you hip fix the hip imbalance, then it immediately improves your back tension because it opens it up and it allows it to center back up. And through stretches after that, you can open your back back up. Gotcha. Okay. Now how about for back alignment? The back posture. Lie on your back, and I tell people to do this every morning uh, before they get out of bed, is to remove the covers, lie on top of everything, on your back. Take your hands, interweave them, put them behind your head with your elbows flared to the side. Now lift your knees into right angles with your feet flat on the ground, on the bed. And then you're going to drop your knees to the left. Take your right knee over your left so that your right knee can ultimately go all the way down to the bed and just relax there. Give that a number. This is a passive stretch. Passive stretch means you're letting gravity do the work. You're not pressing it, you're not pulling, you're not forcing it. And to see how far far that right elbow and that right knee go down. Ideally, you want the right elbow back on your pillow and the right knee down the uh, bed on the other side of your left knee. Give that stretch a number. Then go to the other side. Drop your knees to the right. Give that side a number. And usually there's a difference. And that difference we want to get rid of. So you want to do this every day because with time it will gradually open back up. After you do that and go back to the tighter side, if one side was tighter, then you come back with your spine lined back up. You hold your knees uh, above your hips and then you circle them up together and apart and bit together and apart. What that does is it gets the blood flowing right away back into that area. How can you do this in bed versus on the floor? We can do it in in the floor. I'm just making it easy for people. Some people don't have, you know, room on their floor and just it gets people to do it a habit because they're already in their bed. Gotcha. I do it on the floor. I did it this morning on the floor. Yeah, great. (laughs) Yeah, it's easier and more flatter. Some people like the floor, some people like the bed. Well, 
the blankets get in my way in the bed and the dog's in the way in the bed. <laughs> um, and how about shoulders? Uh, the shoulders, you want to do the stretch we discussed earlier where you're standing up and you take your hands and you interweave them behind your tailbone. Yes. Then if you felt that a lot, you need to really do that on a day date basis, but also you want to do uh, come to a corner in your apartment or in your house where you have your elbows in right angles and you walk your chest into that corner and your elbows back. And you want to make sure that the elbows are aligned with each other and gradually relax into it. You can also do it with your hands in a door. You put one hand on one side of the door, one hand on the other side of the door, and you open your chest up by walking through the door. I love doing that. I stand yeah. indoors all the time. Yeah, and that. you want to make sure that one side doesn't lift up and one side's uh, not tighter than the other one. They should ultimately be the same. With time, you don't want to feel that at all. You could also do that stretch on the corner of a sofa and the corner of a bed so that the back of your head and neck are on the corner of the bed and you drop your uh, hands down into a V-shape on either side of the bed. But if you have a headboard or a, 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 any sort of you know, you know, lip at the bottom of your bed, you can't do that. Yeah. Okay. You also say in the book, you talk about just simple shoulder rolls and, and kind of swimming your arms. Yeah. That's a great thing. And do I get people to do that every single day? Cause it gets the blood flowing and it works on the range of motion. So leave your arms, stand up straight, leave your arms completely relaxed, roll your shoulders in big circles forwards and big circles backwards with your arms dangling down. And you want to make sure you're not skipping any area. It makes a full circle up forwards, down and back up, forward, down, and back. You want to do that five times in each direction with your chest lifted and make sure that you don't start slouching. Then you can spin them as well. Do one shoulder forwards, one shoulder backwards like you're swimming. When you do all of these, how important is it to hold your core to kind of tense your stomach when you're, you know, for all of these, for, um, you know, standing against the wall, for, for any exercises, stretches, to just kind of hold your core? Well, it depends on the person and what kind of shape they're in. Some people don't have to do that because their core is already in. For a lot of people, their stomach is pulling out, you know, and it's throwing their spine off. So why get clients to do that is it activates your abs and immediately you lift your chest. And a lot of people think, oh, I don't breathe very well that way. It's because they're not using their full lung capacity. So I get people to, when they breathe, to inhale so that their chest lifts and exhale, their chest will fall so that they're not just using being lazy and using their stomach to inhale and exhale. Yeah, well, and it's really fascinating um, when, you, when you start to think about holding your core, like even just going up and down the stairs that you have different strength if you hold your core to go up the steps than if all you do is kind of let your gut go. Yeah, it makes a huge difference. Yeah. yeah. And a lot of people just automatically do that. And that's why I get everybody to wear, you know, a rubber belt when they work out with me. You know, those rubber belts that are, you know, like eight inches wide and they wrap around your waist and they Velcro. And I get them to put it on top of their shirt so I can see their stomach. Uh, and so that it heats up that area and they can feel their stomach pulling away from that. It's just kind of like, a monitor um, that activates um, your brain so that you're aware of you know what your stomach is doing because a lot of people think oh it's pulled in but it's really not it's true all right Joel Harper are these exercises in mind your body I know you have a lot yep. of them they're in all of them with pictures fabulous all right mind your body is available at our store bottom line store and at 
your local bookseller, but come to Bottom Line Store instead. <laughs> and we'll get them autographed so that they can get an autographed version of Joel Harper's Mind Your Body. Thank you so much, Joel Harper, joelharperfitness.com. Thanks, Sarah. I'm talking to Joel Harper, fitness trainer to the stars, about his unique strategy for helping his celebrity clients meet their fitness goals. It's not simply about more crunches or running longer distances. Joel's program combines mindfulness techniques with efficient workouts and healthful life choices to ensure their changes last longer than the red carpet. His book, Mind Your Body, provides a simple step-by-step methodology for evaluating where you are and identifying where you want to go in the 10 core areas of your life. Fitness, nutrition, family and friends, nest, spiritual, work, attitude, finances, hobbies, interests, dreams. Joel covers the whole gamut. To Joel, achieving balanced successes is the key to lasting change rather than roller coasters of frustration. You can get your own copy of Joel's book at the Bottom Line Store. In it, you'll find his 10 core concept self-test to determine your deserved level for success and his four-week plan for achieving those successes, including his unique 15-minute workouts, photos that show how to do each exercise, menu plans, and recipes. Order Joel Harper's Mind Your Body today and receive 20% off by using the promo code PODCAST. That's bottomlinestore.com, promo code PODCAST, bottomlinestore.com, promo code PODCAST.